Greetings, future listeners. We've been the owners and operators of the Is It Really podcast for 17 wonderful episodes. Won't you join us for number 18? Welcome to Is It Really, the podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies. I'm Brandon Sharp, the lighting fixture king. I'm Zach Smith Michaels, also known as Little Tony. And I'm Mitch Dupree, and I never let anyone sign my checks. And this time we're stepping on the scales to find out, is Heavyweights the best summer camp movie? Mitch, how about the plot? of heavyweights, please. Tony Perkins is a fitness guru who eats success for breakfast with skim milk. Ew. He also turns Camp Hope, the world's only fun and cool fat camp, into a sadistic weight loss infomercial run by neo-Nazis and black spandex. Too bad for our protagonist, Jerry, who just wanted to ride some go-karts. The campers will have to learn the power of self-respect to overthrow their new dictator and save their summers. So Judd Apatow co-wrote the script, and Paul Feig stars as the unforgettable party animal and love machine Tim. Why is this movie so thick with talent? I think you look at a movie like Heavyweights, and you know that that set is super cheap, so you can afford to spend a little more on your writer and your cast. So you get to improvise with a bunch of fun people. The set seems like it was a blast to be on. This film seems more interested in jokes than a story. It's not a bad way to earn a paycheck if you're an actor. I feel you there. There's also stories, too, that like Judd Apatow, when he was writing it, he didn't realize it was going to be a Disney movie. Uh, they're kind of they're just making it they thought it was going to be this fun little comedy for kids right and then they created something that was super dark and they freaked out when disney bought it and like oh so what does this mean what right. are we gonna do to make it work so i think there's something to stumbling into it you know what i mean right it doesn't seem like your typical like disney cast as far as the, the adults are concerned yeah and i'm not extremely convinced that this movie is super thick with talent Oh, Brandon. Yeah, I, I actually so I actually saw the Judd Apatow credit in the opening scene for the first time this rewatch. Hmm. And I was I was actually shocked that he was involved in this. And that's not to say this movie is terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I'm just a firm believer that like as adults, we have connections with movies that we grew up watching. I grew up watching The Sandlot and Mighty Ducks. So this movie really feels like a B movie to me, kind of like the big green or something like that. Mm. Just something that Disney like cranked out really quick. First of all, how dare you? All right. <laughs> yeah, I can give you maybe it's a B movie, but it's like a cult B movie. You know right. what I mean? It's got that cult following to it. So it's not like the big green. I didn't grow up in the cult, I think is my point. Like, <laughs> I, I did not drink the heavyweights kool-aid growing up so to me watching it now i'm like yeah like i i watched it, it and it's right. funny like i laugh it's funny i didn't grow up with with heavyweights either and i think a big thing is i'd already seen mighty ducks and at the risk of sounding ridiculous i think mighty ducks was just a little more 
grandiose in a way like it's more like cinematic and a movie whereas heavyweights is like it's it's a lot of jokes and it's you know it's, it's a comedy by comparison mighty ducks is trying to win an academy award with that first one <laughs> in some of those scenes and heavyweights just isn't so i think as a kid i'm like well i've seen all these actors in a much more serious movie or a movie that's taking itself much more seriously than this so i kind of don't really know how to take this i was also like super young when i saw both of them so i don't know why you thought that would sound ridiculous (laughs) we're gonna take bets on how many times mitch rolls his eyes at us (laughs) during this recording audience at home will put a little ding every time (laughs) just want to be clear you wanted it to take itself more seriously as a kid's comedy no if only it were more self-serious i'm not saying that's Uh, what i wanted i'm saying that's what i was used to seeing from those young actors do you know what i mean like that's what i was expecting from them with heavyweights like something that was a little more dark and a little more in the tone of mighty ducks because i think a lot of people say that those are two films that are similar and aside from the cast they're really not no, they're not. They're not similar at all. And I agree with what you said. Mighty Ducks is more ambitious in scope. Like it's like right. trying to do more things. Right. And I think I'm with you. I give it more respect for that. But it obviously doesn't execute on all those elements as well. <laughs> right, right. Right. Like when it takes itself seriously and there's heavy synth music and Gordon's drinking. It's too like, much. This this is too much. This right. is not making sense. <laughs> yeah. But right. if you grew up with it, you're like, fine. Where right. upon rewatching Heavyweights as an adult, it's still is a tight comedy to me. It, it knows what it is. It's very yeah, self-aware. Right. It it just leans into the jokes, like you said, and it does that part really well. I right. think. What are some of the best lines in the movie? Let's let's hop over to some of our favorite jokes. Ooh, I have a list. My favorite is when I forget what they say, but then Goldberg goes, this pleases me. Like the Godfather. <laughs> I don't know. Like watching it, that line just it had me giggling. Well, Goldberg is the godfather of the, that cabin. Yes. He's the butt of the joke in Mighty Ducks the whole way through, and he's slipping on banana peels. Whoa! <laughs> and in this, and then, he's the godfather. <laughs> he's the Don of the oh. chipmunk cabin. <laughs> What's the character's name? Because I'm going to keep calling him Goldberg. Josh! Okay, Goldberg. So that should tell you something. <laughs> the Godfather from the Heavyweights movie is the reject from the Mighty Ducks movie. Which is cool. That, that's what acting is, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're drawing these parallels. <laughs> well, well, you I'm know, saying- Tom Cruise in that Tropic Thunder movie was a big fat guy, so <laughs> I don't think he could be an action star. I don't know how acting works. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting too emotional about heavyweights. I am obviously. <laughs> Are you recording this angry? Mitch, you're angry. You're angry. <laughs> no, I just need to take a, a, an Ativan or something. Go ahead. Okay, so my my favorite part of this movie is Ben Stiller. So naturally, I think he has some of the best lines in the movie. I love when this is a little later, but he's, you know, he's been captured. Spoiler alert. The Sentinel. Uh, you're talking about Nicholas. Yes. The kid guarding him is the little British kid. And he gets him around the throat and he goes, oh, I guess London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> you've, been, you've been a good god, Nicholas. Strong. Your queen would be proud. Can we can we just point out how the, the British kid is taken down by a Hershey kiss? <laughs> That feels appropriate. That feels I just weird. wonder why why did the British kid have to come all the way to America to go to fat camp? Are there no chubby kids in England? Uh, that seems about right. 
<laughs> I've had British food. The best line for me is speaking of food is lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. <laughs> I could have sworn you were going to say, talk, speaking of food, the skinny wiener. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach is Zach is alluding to when I was a kid, I used to be in this after school program, like in uh, first grade. And there's this line in heavyweights where he says Tony has a skinny wiener. And before uh, dinner, we'd have to pray at the after school program. And I prayed like as a first grader. Dear God, we know that uh, we all know that Satan is a loser with a skinny wiener. <laughs> How fast did they like ask you to stop praying? After uh, immediately. Uh. Immediately. <laughs> they had a talking with my parents. Why is he watching heavyweights? <laughs> I feel like that's probably not the worst thing that's been said during an after school prayer, though. No. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was that body was shaming. I was body shaming the devil. But other than that, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Uh, another good food-related line. Oh, look, a deli meats. I wrote that down also. That whole scene is chock full of solid gold. Yeah, there's a lot of like parts in that scene, too. It's not things that are said, but it's like sound effects. <laughs> like bullets dropping from Pez. The laser, to me, just makes me laugh. Another one of my favorite lines is at the end of the movie when they say, camp is over, Let, let's all go home. The film's done now. How dare... <laughs> <laughs> that Zach, was my favorite line in the movie. Remember that line? I was trying to calm down and Zach just stoked <laughs> me right back up. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. My gosh. How about though when Jerry's dad sees him again for the first time all summer? <laughs> and he's look like, hey, big guy, look at you. You look the same. <laughs> and then he whispers to his wife, he hasn't lost a pound. <laughs> He's got some great lines in this movie. But yeah, Tim Blake Nelson, too. Islanders fan, eh? Team of the future, I say. It's, there's there's no line in this movie I don't like and won't quote. Is Jerry's dad like the real villain in this movie? He's yeah. obviously ashamed of his pudgy son. He's a flawed character. He is a problem. He's definitely a problem. No, like you, you guys have joked with me before, like there's body shaming in this movie. I really don't think there is, except right. possibly from Jerry's dad. Some of us have like seen those parents or, who are like a little uncomfortable with their kids being overweight. But right. Yeah, he's just a jerk about it. I love when he throws it back at him. You're fatter than I am. Why don't you go to the camp? <laughs> well, the thing that I noticed about about that scene is what the dad is saying is never played for laughs. You know what I mean? Like the we got to nip this in the bud is not like played as a joke. Yeah, that's true. And like it feels a little bit like, like I remember as a kid watching that and feeling a little bit like, oh, really? That's what he's going to say. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's harsh. It's harsh. Yeah, I was sure. like, I, I'm so glad I have good parents. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Brandon. So no body shaming at all in this movie, Mitch, right? Is that, that's what you're saying? Um, I don't know about that. If you want to like point to a scene and uh, I'll think about it. But I, I'd I, love to talk about like the opening scene. <laughs> Jerry's making his way home from school. Making my way downtown. Well, I've <laughs> often said this is my least favorite part of the movie. OK, so the movie's heavyweights. I pop it in my DVD player. This is how I take his journey home. I'm so fat. So I <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Drink all the lemonade <laughs> from the can't. from the lemonade stand. Can't, That's can't. how fat kids go to lemonade stands. Right. They pick up the jug and dump it all over themselves. They also can't throw a baseball or get to the bus on time. They're bad at sports. They're unathletic. 
they can't throw baseballs. It's the first thing out of the shoot. And I realize if the movie's lazy at all, it's like right then. But this is the first thing we see. But you know what it feels like to me? It's how the world sees fat people. It's like to me, it feels like the opening scene in Shrek a little bit where like he's an ogre and he's like slapping mud on himself. And it's kind of gross, but he's happy. almost. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Jerry's happy in this scene, but I'm saying everyone kind of treats him like a monster. But he's just a kid. The girl cries when he drinks the, the lemonade. She's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, he gives her like four grand and she's upset about the lemonade. Uh, he does drop a chunk of change on that lemonade stand table. Well, he had to run home. He missed the bus. So he's probably pretty thirsty. He's just a kid and life is a nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> So let's talk about Ben Steeler's best performance. I'm assuming that we're we're just accepting the fact that this is Ben Stiller's best performance. By the way, this question's framed. I, I love <laughs> look, I love Tropic Thunder, but it but it ain't because of Ben Stiller. So okay. I like Ben Stiller. Like he has a couple good movies. I like Meet the Parents a lot, but it's not his performance. That's just a better movie. That's a decent script, you know. Right. He's a decent, like, straight man. And that, yeah. And and him and um I almost said Danny DeVito. I always get Danny DeVito and um, who's who's the guy I'm thinking of? The main guy. De Robert De Niro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> De Niro. It's De Niro DeVito. They're, they're the same to me. Right. Well, uh, you know what I love is in Tropic Thunder is he walks the line between like normal Ben Stiller and Tony Perkis. <laughs> like as he's starting to lose it, he's there's that scene where he's just like, I don't need TiVo. I was like, Tony? Is that you? <laughs> well, he recycles it a few times in Dodgeball. He recycles. Right. It's the Tony. same character. It's the same character. Yes. Right. Yes. So Ben, ben Stiller has two characters. He has like that. I'm awkward. Bad stuff happens to me like in uh, Meet the Parents, you know, Walter Mitty. And, yeah. Yes. Walter and Mitty. then he has then he has like the very intense over the top character in Heavyweights and in, you know, Dodgeball in Tropic Thunder. Right. I think. I think we see a better version of this character in Dodgeball, personally. I, I disagree. I feel the opposite. I think this is the stronger version. Dodgeball is the more ridiculous version, but it doesn't grab me as much. I think that may be true. So that may be true based on just like the performances alone. But I think Dodgeball also has a little more like weight as a movie like it's a it's a heavy hitter compared to heavyweights i'm gonna disagree again i think uh Uh, is a cult classic no i think heavyweights is a cult classic where dodgeball if you are a fan of that kind of comedy you like it uh but is definitely a forgotten comedy by a lot of people it's like old school and movies like that like it's a comedy for people who like that but i don't think it has you're saying heavyweights is kind of stood the test of time more than dodgeball. I would definitely say that. Yeah. For absolutely. a very specific group of people. Right. That's how any cult classic right, works. Right. Comedies really have to be special to kind of last. Yeah. Sure, sure. You know, in in the Zeitgeist. So I I don't I don't really feel like I think Dodgeball did its job for that time. Like I thought it was really funny and it kind of you know, it was being quoted and talked about for a certain 
number mm-hmm. of years. And yeah. that's kind of all you can expect. I think we just get more. We get more Tony Perkis than we get, you know, his character in Dodgeball. If I may, I'm going to come out of left field a little bit. And it's not just Stiller's performance. It's really any performance in this vein. I tend to not be crazy about because for me, it gets old fast. And after it gets old, I'm annoyed. Like there's definitely nuggets of hilarity throughout the movie. And there's definitely moments where I'm like, that's funny. Or when I'm just watching scenes on YouTube without the whole movie, I'm like, oh, that's really funny. But when I'm watching the whole film, it's just a little like, okay, I've I think I've about had enough, which I don't understand why I feel that way, because Monty Python and the Holy Grail is my favorite comedy. And every character is on that level of ridiculousness. Like, it's not very grounded, but I love it and I find it hilarious. Whereas I almost think maybe it is the dynamic in Heavyweights is that you have this story that's kind of dealing with a sensitive topic in a lighthearted, funny way. But then you also have like Ben Stiller doing like backflips and growl whispering and, and, and stuff like that. So I, I don't think it's a bad performance. I think he's giving it his all. Just it it wears a little thin for me. Mm-hmm. I think it always to me will depend on the writing and the sure. quality of the writing, because I I hear what you're saying. That is how I feel about his performance in Dodgeball. And I'm not I don't want to come down too hard on that movie. I really like Dodgeball. Sure. But after a while, it starts to feel samey to me. Uh, and it's just for me, I think, because the writing isn't as strong. The jokes aren't as memorable. Like I, I tend to judge a comedy the metrics I, I use first is how many memorable lines are there for me? Like what's what stood out after the movie? What am I quoting? And heavyweights, truly, there there are dozens of, of right. hilarious lines that Ben Stiller specifically says where in Dodgeball, like I remember I was like, no one makes me bleed my own blood. That was basically it for me. <laughs> and and it just, yeah, it felt a little bit grating, <laughs> a little bit over the top where it just doesn't feel that way for me in Heavyweights because of the strength of the jokes. Um, but I really feel like, though, Vince, Vince Vaughn's deadpan paired up against the Ben Stiller intensity oh, yeah. re- is, is extremely compelling. I mean, that, yes. that may be what seals the deal for me. Who, who is his Costello, you know, in, mm. in heavy, in heavyweights, like who right. isn't it's. And that's exactly it. You're so right. In uh, dodgeball, that's Vince Vaughn's movie. Right. Heavyweights right. is Ben Stiller's movie. Yeah. Right. To speak to the scene that we had kind of <laughs> shared, man, this this is a tight, just packed full of jokes. Uh, really, mm-hmm. like every time I watch it, there's another aspect of it that I catch. Uh, like, I remember watching it with my cousins when I was a kid and they're like, hey, did you notice when uh, he drops the Pez? It sounds like bullets from a gun. Yeah. And as a teenager, I was like, what? That's the smartest thing I've ever heard. Like, that's hysterical. And then you get a little older and you realize it isn't. But well, I'm going to get oddly <laughs> sentimental, but in this age of the Internet, like I miss that with comedies, you know what I mean? Like where you'd watch something with your friends and you'd be like, hey, did you ever notice this? In so many movies, for example, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Mitch, there's that one scene that's just if you listen, you hear someone say, let's rock his car back and forth. That I think <laughs> is hilarious. And I love to share that with people. But I think now in Internet culture, there's a lot more of like, you didn't notice this. You didn't notice this. These are things you missed. And I think we're approaching it more as like you missed this rather than like isn't this cool that there's more to it sometimes it's framed as easter eggs that you may have missed sure uh, sure and that's a little more positive but yeah i kind of agree with you there like another great little easter egg in heavyweights is when they kill the blob yeah it makes the sound of a beached whale right. <laughs> it's like <"Rrr!" laughs> 
Oh, the blob. Good. I also just love the laser in this scene too that he puts up on the wood. Like, what is supposed to be happening there? Is he cutting open the wood or is he identifying the crack? Like, what is the laser used for? <laughs> Who knows? It's not for anything. That's what's so ridiculous. Like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you think you're accomplishing there, Ben? Yeah, I love that this movie goes for it. There are no rules. <laughs> oh, quoting me from the Space Jam, I see. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like, I, I was even talking to Mitch about this the other day. Careful. We were watching, uh, I was watching Fist Fight, and it was the thing, mm-hmm. I'm watching things, and I was like, why isn't this funny? Because if I'm reading this in a script, it seems funny. And that seems like a bunch of writers in a room trying to make each other laugh. Whereas heavyweights almost seems to be doing the same thing where they're all just trying to make each other laugh. But at the same time, there is kind of this nice movie in the center of it. I think there's some editing, though. I think I get the impression that the first version of heavyweights was much darker, much more risque. And then they (laughs) brought it to the middle for Disney. Right. Like the original version of the Seymour Butts joke was actually a, a dirtier version. It was Peter Fritz or Peter Fitz. Who's Peter Fitz? Uh, everyone's Peter Fitz if you push it in hard enough, right? Like that is not appropriate for a kid's movie, right? No. So they changed it to Seymour Butts. If you watch that scene, it's all ADR and none of yes. it matches. Yes. None of it matches his mouth at all. For a second, I thought I was watching like an edited version or like a, right. a censored version of some sort, like. You know, maybe there was a director's cut out there that I was missing. And um, there's. <laughs> oh, I hope there is. It happens another time also. I can't remember when, but that is one that I absolutely recognized mm-hmm. was during that joke. Right. Not appropriate for a kid's film or a Christian podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's the message of this movie? Is it body shaming or body positive? Does it does it even matter? You know, is it just a fun movie? I like that you tack on doesn't even matter because there is a point. I know I've expressed this viewpoint before on the podcast where I get a little frustrated sometimes with like podcasts or or YouTube channels where like grown men will walk into a space that isn't theirs. And they're like, here's my opinion. And like, sometimes I just feel like we can be a little too critical of things Right. to the point of body positivity. For me, I think you can really only share your own experience. It reminds me of like with the Avengers movie that recently came out. Some people were really moved by Thor being large. And some people like myself found that frustrating because Mm -hmm. it felt like it was body shaming. And I think both camps can be right. Right. So I think if you were a kid and you watched this and what you took away was uh, fat guys falling is funny. I can understand that. For me, growing up as a fat kid, the huge moving thing was the fat kids were cool. The fat kids had their own world. They weren't always the butt of the joke. They were making the jokes. And if they told a fat joke, they were getting ahead of it, right? They're like poking fun at themselves and felt very proud. So I don't want to get too like sentimental or anything about it, but it was powerful for me as a kid. I was like, oh, awesome. Finally. Right. And I think my issues with the movie, it really doesn't have anything to do with with body shame or anything, because I don't I don't think that anyone is shamed in the movie. I think that, you know, these kids kind of just band together and they're comfortable with who they are. And, you know, the movie, it even kind of says, you know, like, hey, you know, you should be comfortable with yourself. But also, like, if you need to make changes in your life, go for it. I think my thing is and it's tricky because I know in a kid's film, you want to see the bad guy 
get defeated. You want to see them kind of overcome their adversaries. I think my issue is just that, like, these kids are kind of bullied by these guys for the whole movie. And the way that they get them back is just by, you know, tying them to trees and having bears come and eat them and stuff like that. So it's that thing where, like, they kind of bully the bullies back a little bit. And I don't know. I think just in in my heart, I wish that the movie would have said something a little would have said something different. But again, it's not something that I get bent out of shape about. It's just kind of my one minor issue. Yeah, I guess. I mean, for me, it doesn't feel like they're bullying back. Like with Camp MVP, they beat them and then they have that little moment of like what you value and what you care about this trophy. It isn't meaningful. Right. Sure. Like it's it's not like, hey, we got them. It, it doesn't feel that way to me. The scene you're referencing is like Lars specifically. Right. That's more what I'm talking. No, no, because I don't have a problem with like the other kids that they're like doing camp against. They're just like, we're here to have fun. And you guys are more like, look at how important we are. Like, I th- I like that. Like, I like that. So who specifically like are you thinking of that they bully back? Mainly like where they're like electrocuting Tony and, <laughs> and, and like. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you know, that's that's fair. Right. Like like that stuff is just kind of like, you know, guys, you're you're kind of doing back to him what he did to you. So but but at that same point, like I get it. It's a kid's film. That's that's what you want to see. But as a kid who dealt with bullying a lot of my own, I think I was just kind of hoping for, you know, that message of like, hey, the people who are being mean to you, like, who cares? Yeah, I get you there. I I think for me, because Tony is so cartoonish and it's you it's already right. gave that preface of like, it's a kid's movie. Right. And I'm uh, I'm kind of grasping at straws a little bit, but it's definitely something that I've thought about, but not something yeah, where I, I like you. where I condemn the movie. Uh, and I'll stop talking here. But yeah, I I think that older kids movies sometimes had a little bit of a darker undertone to it uh, right. sometimes they they did feel a little bit more spiteful or something like that um, right. than they are today but that might just be my experience i don't know just kind of adding on to what you guys said i think my first experience with this movie was back when i was you know younger and you know i remember specifically thinking like oh it's just a bunch of fat jokes, you know, over the over the course of 90 minutes. And and so when like we were discussing doing this movie, like I was not thrilled. I don't have like I, I just this wasn't a movie that I really liked when I was growing up. And so we were talking about it. I was like, man, no, you know, but like this rewatch, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I think what I take away is there is more of like a, you know, we need to be respecting ourselves message than I initially or originally thought. I think one of my favorite parts of the movie is, you know, they they capture Tony, they lock him up. Not not this part specifically, but like they have that Lord of the Flies night. It's just chaos, you know, and then the movie goes dark and we wake up and like after their night of gluttony, it culminates kind of with everyone like passed out. Yeah. Passed right. out on the front lawn. Yeah. It's like and, Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Christian I think podcast. like this is, yeah, what Tony was forcing us to do was not great, but this is the far other extreme to, right. to like this process. And that's yes. not great either. And we need to yes. respect ourselves and be doing like, be making good choices. And I was like, Oh, you know, this, this is more than just like fat kids slipping on things and being, you know, like, I don't know why I always got fixated on the blob. Like they're launching these huge kids <laughs> off something called the blob. Like, but so like the movie is, it is much more than that. I think it does a good job mm-hmm. kind of finding that middle ground 
and, you know, really cultivating an uplifting message rather than just kind of like picking these these uh, low hanging fruits. Right. Yeah, it's as an adult. And again, we do need to like think of the audience. Kids might not be picking up what we pick up, but as an adult, I do think it actually gives a great initially it presents self-love as we created this uh, isolated community and we support each other, but it isn't about actually treating themselves well. And then they show what real self-love is later in the movie. And I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of a powerful uh, message. Right. We need more of that in more kids' films, I think. So this movie, arguably one of the best summer camp movies. What to you makes a good summer camp movie? At its core, you need to have a great cast. Like, I'm just going to name off some actors who have been in camp movies. We got Bill Murray, Paul Rudd, Elizabeth Banks, Edward Norton, Sigourney Weaver, Tim Blake Nelson. Like, we have all of these tremendous actors who are just coming together to have fun. And that's the thing. Your camp movies, they've got to be fun. They've got to have a good cast. We need to leave the theater going like, oh, that was a nice, refreshing change of pace. And for me, uh, it's all about the beats. It has to hit certain beats. I want to see pranks. At some point yeah. in the summer camp movie, I want to see some schlub ending up with a hot counselor. I want to <laughs> see people spreading their wings and trying new things like a summer camp movie. Just like I want to close my eyes and smell sunscreen like it needs to <laughs> give that a uh, feeling of when we went to campus kids. Right. So it needs to capture that in some way for me. Yeah. And for me, it's all about the chemistry between the kids. I mean, you could have 12 no names as far as Mm -hmm. I'm concerned. If they don't have good chemistry, a movie I think of is Super 8, not a summer camp movie. Uh, Awesome, awesome chemistry between these kids that we had never heard of before, never seen before. And that movie totally grabbed me. I just I I do think there needs to be like a level of like uh, shenanigan, you know, mischievousness, uh, pranks. I do love the I mean, you've got to have the pranks, the kind of identifying this common enemy might be a strong word but like a common uh, adversary and then it just needs to be fun like it needs to be a blast yes heavyweights is those things so to me heavyweights is a great summer camp movie as as far as that goes i had a hard time really identifying a better one like i think of i think a race for your life charlie brown charlie brown's pretty special to me um, but like, I love it, Race not, for Your Life, Charlie Brown. It, it is it is a fantastic movie. I love the Peanuts crew. Maybe like I'm looking for something a little different though when I watch that one versus like right. a Heavyweights. Yeah, but that still, hits the like, Peanuts beats super yeah, well. But yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's so true. I liked what you said. Like their movies, like Goonies, almost has that same spirit to it too. It's it's this group of like scrappy kids. Uh, Getting into mischief, that kind of thing. And I also like that you mentioned they are usually pitted against some sort of like more popular enemy, some some group. So they're banding together to make something impossible happen. Yeah, I was jotting down like a couple other camp movies in my mind and I'm thinking like Adam's Family Values, where like they're (laughs) defeating rich people, meatballs, where they're defeating people who care. What Hot American Summer, where they're defeating the genre of summer camp movies, you know? <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom, uh, when I was thinking about that one, I was like, this is almost not a camp movie. And, I would, and I would agree. Camp is more of a framing device in the movie than it is an actual, like, camp movie. Yeah, it's, it's a toast to young love, but it's not necessarily 
right. uh, about childhood or celebrating childhood or anything like that. Right. Another element that I see a lot in camp movies is like the kids are jerks. Right, yeah. right. Wet Hot American Summer definitely like I think uh, Wet Hot American yeah. Summer is more for people who like worked at camp rather than it is for yes, like like it's yes. it's a million percent not for kids. Wet Hot American Summer shows how awful camp counselors are. Yes, They're terrible, monstrous human beings, and it's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, my favorite line maybe in any movie ever is Paul Rudd and Wet Hot American Summer saying, "You taste like a burger. I don't like you anymore," and breaking up with his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, Brandon. I don't know if I can think of a movie, at least personally, that gets camp quite as uh, as well as uh, as Everglades. Now, I, there was another one that I was thinking about. It's somewhere between a camp movie and a prison movie. And that's <laughs> the Shia LaBeouf classic Holes. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like it gets a lot of the beats of camp right in that there's, Mm. you know, there's the adversary. There's like the kind of bonding. There's the prank ish when he drives John Voight's truck into that hole. So a lot of those beats are there, but it's also mixed with like this kind of mystery and this kind of prison movie type thing. So it's it's a mixed bag. But I think that camp is, you know, right up there at the at the forefront. And I mean, I think Holes as a movie is a little better than Heavyweights. But then again, you're watching Heavyweights for a camp movie and you're watching Holes for like an actual movie. I'm going to forgive that ridiculous (laughs) thing you just said. It does have a better song. Another beat in these camp movies is like there's always some song. Which song? The Holes rap? Is, <laughs> I forgot about it. For is a the best song in any kid camp movie ever. Uh, where the the maybe one of the biggest weaknesses in heavyweights, besides for the opening scene, is the, the kids don't credit. rap. The, the the end credit song is terrible. Yeah, I love yeah. it, but right. it's terrible. <laughs> I think a good takeaway here is that some of the more elemental things that make camp movies interesting and fun to watch are present in other movies and you know they don't take place at camps but yeah. the the same things that make heavyweights exciting make you know like i said super eight exciting and holes exciting mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. these things are present in all these other ensemble children movies you know they're the the chemistry is good there's a fun cast of kids there's shenanigans there's and they are just a blast to watch right yeah, yeah. you with a camp movie, you want nostalgia. You want to be taken back in time, like Mitch was saying. And, you know, and Holes doesn't do that. What Hot American Summer does that for, like, a teenage Zach, but not, like, a younger Zach. I mean, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, I just love Peanuts so much. Yeah. But, you know, that's more of a action-adventure movie than it is, like, a camp movie. So I, I think, you know, for that reason alone, I would have to say, like, Heavyweights, I feel, is, like, the only pure camp movie for kids that gets camp right even though it's a little extreme with the Perkis system and all of that i think that heavyweights kind of nails it man i loved the comparison that you made for holes where you said it's like half camp movie half prison movie there is <laughs> that kind of element for heavyweights to me uh, the line that sticks out is always like they say war is hell well they've never been to fat camp right there when i close my eyes there are parts of heavyweights that do feel like it's about them suffering it's about them like having a bad summer right uh, so it doesn't give me all of that nostalgic man i love camp like if i could distill like the most distilled like camp 
moment ever in a movie for me is like the pranking in the parent trap when <laughs> yeah. they're in the cabins. Right. That to me, like was just that feeling of like, Oh, we're away from our parents. It's our own little world. And that kind of gets overshadowed in heavyweights. I will say by, uh, some of the Tony stuff. I do think it probably is the best camp movie for me, but there are some elements that could be right. a little more campy if we were trying to hold it up to that bar. Wake up, listeners. It's a glorious morning. This is the podcast closing. The keyword here is cast. Does anyone have one? Because this film is so bad, sometimes it hurts. Not that I hate it, but it's no Mighty Ducks. The opening scene treats Jerry like a monster. Not as much of a monster as Jerry's dad, the body-shaming Jeffrey Tambor. But don't worry, the focus of the film isn't becoming skinny winners. You think I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. I just didn't grow up in the heavyweights cult. But Brandon believes in you. Speaking of casts, what about Ben Stiller? A little goes a long way, and we get a lot. Don't listen to Zach. Ben is a delight. He lifts the devil log, and even when he's dogging it, he makes me chuckle. But where's the Abbott to his Costello? In Dodgeball, there's Vince Vaughn to play off. Tony Perkins is just a dim reflection of White Goodman. Not that we're picking on this movie. It's pretty good. Except for when it teaches little children to strap their camp counselors to trees and electrocute people who are mean to them. Well, now it feels like you're bullying. I thought you didn't like the bullying in this movie. And remember, fat kids aren't the butt of the joke at Camp Hope. They're cool. So cool that Goldberg, the reject of the ducks, becomes the godfather of the chipmunk cabin. These kids aren't just slipping on banana peels. They're funny. But they're no Shia LaBeouf. We can all admit the Holes rap crushes Paul Feig's Camp Hope song. Maybe, but Holes is a prison movie. I'm looking for pranks and sunscreen. That's true. And we get plenty of fun heavyweights. That's why we can all agree. It's the best summer camp movie. Feeling skinny, Tony. Thank you for listening to our episode on the ultimate summer camp movie, Heavyweights. As the summer movie season is in full effect, we hope you're having an amazing time at the cinema. And what have you seen? What have you enjoyed? We would love for you to let us know. You can leave us a comment on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We can be found at the Is It Really Podcast. And don't forget, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're up to it, please give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate it. Finally, have a lovely 4th of July with your family and your friends. And we'll see you next time.